Hey, welcome to my Travel Wins podcast. Today I'm looking to have Hernan CS. Did I say that right, Hernan? You did. Ah, there you go. Hernan, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing well. Another beautiful day in San Diego. Can't complain. I appreciate you coming on the show with me. It's not too often I get good business people and a podcaster to uh, want to come on my show, so I appreciate it. <laughs> I love doing these things. Uh, I'm, I'm actually in the process of doing a podcast tour. The goal is 50 shows in June. Um, and, I mean, we we record every single day. We're one of those crazy podcasters, and I love doing it. It's super fun. I get to meet new and exciting people just like yourself. Well, hold on. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, Business Bros. Oh, come on. What's the name of your podcast? <laughs> Business Bros. Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it out there, man. You do. You know, it's funny. Uh, a little quick story about that. Uh, I dragged my brother into podcasting, so he's the other business bro. Uh, and and he wasn't really gung-ho at the beginning. So in order to get him to record, I had to get him a 12-pack a of, of uh, Bud Light. <laughs> and so we sat down and we were recording you know, three or four episodes to get this whole thing started. And about episode number four, or so I'm like, okay, guys, welcome to another episode of me like business friends, <laughs> and it kind of just stuck, and we've been saying it ever since. It, 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 so he's on board now, though, right? Oh, he's a hundred percent on board. <laughs> Podcasting has changed our lives. I mean, like I said, it's uh, this. If, if you're in business, if you're in sales, uh, you have to do a lot of prospecting, and, and yeah. prospecting just sucks. It, it sucks because you have to filter through the nose. But what I found was with podcasting, if I'm asking somebody to be a guest on my show, I get nine times out of 10 that they say yes. They won't give me five minutes of a sales call, but they'll give me 45 minutes of their time on the podcast. Yep. So it, is, it has completely changed the way I do business and the way I network with people and build relationships. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I say, dude, I totally agree with you. I mean, that's, I'm, I don't do this for my day job. You know, the, and the podcast was totally out of left field. Uh, I don't bring it up too much on my, on my actual shows, but yet I'm just meeting and networking with people that otherwise I would never have talked to. It's just, I think it's a great platform. It's a, it's a tremendous platform. And, and here's the thing about it is it's almost like you get to interview the clients that you're prospectively working with. So you give them 45 minutes, they sit down, they talk with you on the show, you have a great conversation or you don't. And at the end, you get to decide if you want to continue and nurture that relationship. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great. And once you do decide you want to work with them, you've already established a relationship where you came in and brought them value. That's a win. Well, and like you said, like, like I'm not buying real estate in San Diego anytime soon. But of all the people I talk to meet and do all the things I do, now I know a real estate agent in San Diego. So. Exactly. Like, that's exactly the the whole reason for podcasting, right? It's, yeah. it's to get in front of people and tell them what it is you do. And, and, and the cool thing is when it's your show, you can talk about what you want. So you want to talk about traveling. You want to talk about insurance. You want to talk about weird things you saw on the freeway. It doesn't matter what it is. It's your show. And, and people just love to interact with other people. And it's been proven more so today after COVID that we need that personal interaction. The virtual is cool and it will suffice, but nothing, nothing is better than that face-to-face, person-to-person handshake. You know, and I've had this talk with a few people that have asked me about podcasting and I go, just make sure you pick something you want to actually talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... Because it's work. Yeah, it's like... Reg- 
regardless of whether you love the topic or not love the topic, after you record, you still have to do a little bit of editing and the intro, post it where you need to post. It's not like it's, you know, one and done and it's over with. It takes time. It takes effort. So if you don't like it, you're going to find reasons why you don't want to do it. But if you do love it, you're going to continue to do it because you can't wait to get to the next one. Well, and that's I, the one thing I heard, too, is like po- they call it pod fade. And it's where people fade yeah. out. They start up a podcast and think, oh, I'm going to talk. And th- seven episodes is the average. Yeah. So uh, when people ask me, because my, my biggest thing is you need to put content out there. If you're in business and you if you have any type of need to have exposure, content is where it's at. So you have yeah. to have content out there. So people are like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Well, there's like 50 million YouTube channels that you got to compete with. Well, I'm going to write a blog. Well, there's 500 million blogs that you're going to compete with. I suggest a podcast. There's less than a million podcasts out there and half of them have 14 episodes or less. Yeah. Half of them. And, and you, you want to know that the main reason is why they quit. They run out of things to talk about. And nobody, nobody, nobody's listening. So here's, here's the weirdest thing about podcasting. Uh, at the beginning you suck because you (laughs) don't know how to hold a conversation. You don't know how to keep, energy in your voice you have a lot of filler words in between you're just not very good when you start and it's the same thing with a youtube channel it doesn't matter what it is when you start something you're not very good at it and so there's not very many people listening to you at, at first but in your mind you think like like anything else i have a professional license the world is going to come to me now and and, and solicit my services i'm gonna have a podcast the world is gonna come listen to me now because i have purchased this mic and i'm putting a message out there it's just not how it works yeah. I mean, we spent like 50 episodes uh, and the only person who listened was my mom. Right. <laughs> but in those first 50 episodes, I got better and better and better. Yeah. My, you know, I, I, I improved as a speaker. I improved in my interview skills. And by the time people are listening now, where we're at 470 episodes, all of a sudden it's a big difference. Right. And then if I continue someday in the future, Maybe it's like, where did this celebrity come from? He came out of nowhere. Well, you didn't see the five, six, seven, ten years, whatever it took for me to get to that point. Yeah, but so it's still I, that consistent hard work. I still have not gone back and listened to my first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm like, ah. I did that. I did that earlier this uh, during COVID. I was like, oh, I wonder. You know, I, I talk about it a lot. I'm like, I'm gonna go back and listen to it. It's not very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> so it's like I just passed a hundred episodes. So. You, you've got you've got congratulations four hundred what now? Four, uh, I think today we're recording four hundred and seventy five. Yeah. So, so it, it, but it just takes you know it's that thing. It's you're you're getting better and better and better. I mean, think about it. At the very beginning, you were so concerned about what you were going to see on the mic that you even completely forgot about how do I plug in the mic? How do I make sure it's oh, dude. it's recording and. and it, did I just record this entire podcast and not turn the, the button on? Like I've done that. I've done right? it too. And, we, and it happens. So, you know, like those are the things that just with practice, you develop those systems, you put those checks, checks and balances in place and you get better. You're just going to get better, but it takes work. Anything that we do in life requires us to take that effort, take that step consistently on a regular basis and you'll see improvement. And that's, that's so weird. If you would go back five years ago with your, with your career, would you have ever thought, Oh, I'm going to have a podcast and me and my brother are going to talk every day. And I mean, it was just totally never, not even a thought for me at least. 
Well, oh, so so here is something that's kind of funny. In 2008, um, I had I, I found like three videos of me talking about personal finance on YouTube, uh, and for whatever reason, I didn't continue. And I wonder now what my life would have been like if I would have stuck to it then, yeah. where I would have been today. Because I've been at it for uh, almost two years now on the podcast route, and it's changed my life dramatically in two years. But uh, to, to be fair, in 2008, the technology wasn't nowhere near no, no. where it is today. So it took a lot more effort to create content and put it out there. But the practice of it would have just made you so phenomenal today. The traffic, the competition back then would have been way smaller than what it is today. You'd be like so Joe Rogan signing $100 million contracts. With Spotify, exactly, exactly. Uh, but again, that's hindsight, right? You can't look back no, no. and say, I wish I could have, would have, should have. What you can do is start doing it today. Like make a choice and, and decide, all right, I'm going to start doing something about my life. I'm going to start with, you know, letting people what, know what it is I do. And I'm going to go from there. I'm going to make a point to do this every single day. I, I, I'm Mexican. I have a lot of, a lot of family members in my family. So when we have a family function, there's all kinds of aunts and uncles and cousins and all these people, even in my immediate family, I don't know what everyone does for a living. Yeah. I have a general idea, but I don't know. What does that mean? That means that that person, whenever they want work, they're out there soliciting their butt off to try to get work when their immediate family who could probably send them work doesn't know about what it is they do. And we use that same practice in our business. We assume people know what it is we do, but we're not actively telling people, hey, you know, here's a little bit of value tip, right? Uh, here's how you do a home inspection or here's the next insurance tip or here's the next clothing tip. Like if we're constantly giving people advice about what it is they do, guess what's going to happen? They're going to remember you and they're going to come back to you with not only business, but with referral business. I think referrals going to be the, is, is the key, especially in real estate, but in, in most businesses, referrals huge. Oh, hundred percent. If you ever ask anybody who's been in the sales business for more than 10 years, they're going to tell you, uh, and you ask them where their business comes from, most likely they're going to tell you referral business. That's the, that's the goal of every salesperson is sure. to have a business that's fully uh, functional and uh, running on referral-based business. The problem is when you first get started and you look at that guy, it looks like that guy's not doing anything. It looks like all he's doing is having fun with his friends. What you didn't see was all the work he put into establishing that relationship, nurturing those relationships. And guess what? Because he spent all that time doing that, the people he's having fun with are his friends. They are the people who he worked really hard with. And those are the people who are continuously sending them business. And, and that's, that's how it works. But it takes that effort to, you know, to have that friendship, to do those types of things, to, to even meet the people that are going to uh, be in a position where they can send you business. Totally. Dude. We're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of, it's living through experience, right? Like we we've, we've made we've made our own mistakes. I, I it's so interesting because like I f I still feel like a complete rookie. You know, I mean, I'm still figuring things out. I'm still going, "Oh, I should work on that. Maybe I'll do that, change it." And then yet I'm getting people calling me now asking me for, "Hey, you've got a podcast and it's successful." And I'm like, "Really? No, not really." But you know, <laughs> I, I'm you know, you look at Joe Rogan numbers or Lewis Howes or any of the guys that have a million downloads a month and this and that, and you're like, man, eh, not even close. 
but oh, of you, can't, you can't get them but, on the phone. So, <laughs> right, right. But perception is, is everything, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like what I, what I tell people, I'm like, look, your podcast, you get a 30 minute segment, whether it's only audio or you, you add the video component in, um, you, you have this 30 minute long form piece of content. And if you can chop it up, like think of Benihana's, right? You go to Benihana's and they, they, the chef right there chopping up all your rice and everything. That's what you're doing with your long form content. You're creating small pieces small little bite-sized pieces and you can take those and put them on your social media feed. And what are you doing? You're sprinkling in front of the people who see you most often and you're showing them what it is you do. And so it's not that, uh, they know that you only get, you know, a thousand downloads a month or 3000 downloads a month or 10,000, whatever. They don't know yeah. those metrics. All they know is that you got a mic and people see you all the time. You must be famous. <laughs> hey, have, you have you had this happen yet? Have you had this happen yet? I just, uh, so I'm two years with a hundred episodes in. You're, I think you're like one, one, you'll be 110. But I just had a, a buddy who I've known for 10 years uh, and we're, we're Facebook friends. And, you know, I put all my posts on, on Facebook and all that. And he, he sends me a DM like last or two weeks ago. You have a podcast? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, uh, you're almost two years late, but yeah, yeah, I, I've had it for a while though. Have you not <laughs> seen any of my posts? Like, I, cause here I am thinking I'm, I'm posting too much about it, you know? And then here's a guy that's, we're friends and like, he's like, I didn't know he had a podcast. That's cool. I'll have to check him out. And, well, here, here's the thing. What you just said was, was vital right there. Like you feel like you're posting too much. Right. And, and that's the problem that we as salespeople also have. We feel like yeah. we're, following up too much when really we're not following up nearly enough and the money is in the follow-up. So we talked about the beauty of having that podcast allows you to, to generate that referral. Oh no, no, sorry. Huh. Uh, my phone rang and it showed your caller ID. I was like, did I lose you? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. bro. So, okay. So, so we, uh, again, the, uh, we were able to generate that lead, but where we follow, where we fall short is in the follow-up. We don't follow up enough. And, and us posting content on a regular basis, consistently putting out our message, uh, people don't always see it. Even though we think they see it all the time because we're posting it all the time, they yeah. don't see us all the time. And most times they're, they're ignoring us until something catches their eye. And it's, it's like anything else. Uh, I tell people all the time, don't feel like you're repeating yourself. You're repeating yourself to yourself, but the person who's listening to you may not be in a position where they're ready to accept your message yet. Something's going to happen in their life. And when that happens, then they'll be ready to accept your message. And then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're saying exactly what I need to hear. But it doesn't happen all at once. No. I'll share an, I'll share an experience with you. You tell me if this has happened. So I, I, uh, we do the business. Bros, and uh, <laughs> my brother was, was walking in uh, Balboa Park the other day. And he was walking his dog. And then he said, these, these girls run up to him. And they're like, hey, are you her now's brother? And they're like, yeah. And they go, business, bros, and keep running. <laughs> how much did you pay him to do that to him right that's what i said i was like that is so freaking awesome <laughs> you got hustled bro you got hustled but and, you know and, and stuff like that it's really cool because uh my name hernan is not the easiest name to say but uh we'll go to different events and i'm always wearing a business brochure and so when people see the logo yeah. that's what they shout out that it gives them that opportunity to be a little goofy a little loud you know like, oh, what's up, business bros? And it, it becomes like a, a little culture. And so you either know about the culture or you don't. And when you're in a group setting and there's a few who know, it's yeah, cool. It's, to, it's yeah. really cool because others want to know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be part of that crowd. Even if it's a goofy little shout, like at least they know what it is. 
Well, that's why I made you do it at the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. How much has the podcast changed your your day job, your real estate? So um, it actually changes dramatically. I uh, I stopped selling real estate direct, uh, like as a as uh, I didn't represent clients for about a year and a half now. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons why I did it is because um, my wife was like, I, "I'd like to have you home on the weekends and in the evenings." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "All right," but I maintain my license, and so as I put. Uh, as they put more and more episodes out, as they put content out, people would come to me and say, hey, uh, I, um, I need help buying a house or I need help selling my house, can you help me? I'm like, absolutely. Let me uh, bring in my team member and I bring in a buyer's agent or I bring in a seller's agent and they would handle all the transaction and then cut me a, a referral check. So it allowed me to continue to utilize my network and then, but at the same time get paid for those referrals that I'm bringing in. Uh, and, and so, uh, we really preach highly uh, a dual licensing. So I, I have a, an insurance agency. So I always tell people, are you in taxes? You need an insurance license because it's another alternative product that you can offer your existing clientele. You're in real estate. You also need an insurance license. And maybe you don't want to do the insurance business. That's okay. If you hold the license, you can send the business our way. We'll do all the work for you and cut you a check. Because that's what it's about, right? It's about finding that additional revenue source. Because if yeah. you're only dependent on one income stream and that income stream disappears, you're in some deep duty, right? You got to figure something out and figure it out fast. But if you have multiple income streams and you lose one, it doesn't hurt as bad. Well, that's, I think, uh, I think that's, you know, we're, we're coming through the lockdown period. And I think a lot of people are going to start. And I, I've told people, I'm like, I'm not making any money right now on my podcast but I know the potentials there and I, I'm not making any money cause I, I haven't wanted to. I think I, I, I told my daughters to, to have multiple things going on because I, I think the, uh, the, you know, working at Ford or general motors and, and working there for 25 or 30 years and then retiring with the pensions, those days are pretty much gone. Yeah. They don't, they don't exist as much anymore. And, and that's not, that's not 100% necessarily true. You can do it 20 years. Uh, spent in the military, you can do you know, 20, 20 or 30 years as a teacher, and there are, there are pensions that are in place there. They're just not the same. The cost of living just goes uh, so, so dramatically high. The cost of medical insurance is so high that even at the end of your 20, 30 years, you do have a pension, and it does uh, you know, cover a lot of your expenses, but there's that gap between your lifestyle and what your pension will, will pay and filling in that gap often means they go back to work and find another job. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it does, you know, the, the pension does exist, that retirement option does exist, just not the same as it did, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And that's why, the other thing I, I tell people is, I've met people that make a pretty decent money at being a social media influencer. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like a 20 year old making 100 grand a year off his Instagram account, who's never had a, who never has never applied for a job. And, and mm -hmm. then I have other friends that do, uh, you know, a website blog and she makes a good income and it's her side business. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. And this is, this is a little side hustle that you have. So, so recently, um, just, uh, I'd say, I want to say towards the end of February, I, I made the conscious effort to turn my podcast and treat it like a business. Um, prior to that, it was fun. It, it, it's been just 
a hobby that I do on the side. Uh, and, and now we've turned it into a business. And the scary thing is building a business sucks. There's no, it's not really the funnest thing in the world. It gets glamorized, right? If it's successful, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's a business owner, entrepreneur. But the day-to-day is not fun. It's putting out fires and dealing with problems, and and it's a lot of time and, and effort that goes into it. But um, but I kept I, it kept coming back to the whole thing of uh, we're – the show's the business bros. And if it's not a business, I feel like I'm lying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we turned into a, a, you know, a little bit more of a generating thing, uh, an income generation thing. And, uh, I wrote a, a book called the power of podcast. Um, I'm giving it away. So if any of your listeners want to start a podcast and meet all the steps from podcast development through podcast promotion, launching visibility all the way through monetization, um, I'm giving away the book. It's at businessbros.biz slash free pop, free power of podcasting. So free pop. Um, and uh, go ahead and get, get the copy. Use it. Start developing your podcast. Start putting your content out there. Be one of those people that's taking the steps forward and taking that initiative. Um, I promise you it will change your life. Uh, any podcaster I've ever talked to, anybody who's done it will, will contest to that. They'll, 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 tell you in their own words how it's changed their own life right i totally agree i mean have you considered you know because one thing i've I've been thinking about and it'd be easier for my content maybe is uh writing a book you know and you're writing like you just wrote a book about podcasting but i mean you could actually have chapters of you know 1031 exchanges and and insurance and you know and then then you're a published author as well yeah, it's funny that you said that. 475 episodes in, we've had over 300 uh, guest interviews. Some of them are already authors. Some of them uh, have you know multi-million dollar businesses, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in sales a year. I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I've been considering doing that side of it, is taking the content that we've created and creating a book around different strategies yeah. with people with similar uh, like minds. But like anything else, that is an undertaking. Right? <laughs> no, so it's easy. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once you decide to go full force, now you got to really schedule out your day to make sure that you're taking all the steps necessary to execute that plan, right? And and so that that's always the tedious, most difficult part of anything you do is going to be taking those necessary steps. I don't care if it's I'm going to lose fifty pounds. Well, cool. You got to cut out the soda. You got to start drinking the water. You got to get off the couch. Start moving those feet. Like there's all these different things that you have to do, and if you skip, you're you're holding yourself back from achieving that goal. And it's the same thing with with if if I decide to do that type of book, you I, you can't skip. You got to put it in your calendar because if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist. Oh, see, why you got to say that out loud, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, for me, like I've interviewed Olympic athletes, um, NBA athletes, NFL guys musicians business people so i was thinking like i could chapter it up or just do separate books on different areas you know like like you said a little small ebook or something like that yeah and and it's it's knowledge uh my my only thing is so i wrote the book and i normally i've been selling it for seven bucks um but i i always have i always give away sections of it so it's four sections i'm always giving away sections of it and my wife gets on my case she's like why do you keep giving it away i'm like 
because we live in the information age. Honestly, everything I've learned was a Google a Google yeah. search away. Like I can find the information. So it's not like I'm giving you something super proprietary that nobody else knows. I just put it in a format that worked for me. Right. And so, you know, I, I, so let me share it with as many people as possible. If I share it with everybody and I, and you change your life and I do give you the opportunity to start your own podcast, guess what? When you want to add video or you want to add some editing, who are you going to ask help for from? You're going to reach out to me because I helped you get there. And that's, to me, that's more valuable is, is being that person that provided the value. I, like, why am I doing it? Because when I die, I want 10,000 people at my funeral because I've influenced them in a positive way somehow throughout their life. And if, if I could do that, that's a happy life. I know who you listen to on a regular basis. <laughs> who do I listen to? Gary V. Mm-hmm. So Gary's one of the reasons why I even started the podcast in the first place. He's, he's so, the exact reason I started it. And I can tell you, I used to listen to him a lot more than I do now because I'm busy. But uh, he, I, remember, I still remember listening. I had to be a video blog. And he said, Anchor. Use Anchor. Start, you can start a podcast tomorrow. And I don't care if you're 50 or 40 or, you know, why you let all the millennials and 20-year-olds do it? You got all that experience. Why don't you share it with people? And I went, yeah. let me check it out. And that's what I, that's what I said at, at the beginning. Think about what you want to talk about. Because I had a buddy who started a podcast on Anchor because of Gary, who's in London. And he's like, oh, you, sh- you should start an uh, MMA podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I like MMA, but I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about it on, on a weekly basis. And so I started thinking about, you know, what do I do for a living? And then most of the people I talked to, at the t- especially at the time, were people I met out on the road. So they also travel. So I was like, all right. That's that's literally why it got started. So when you were talking about the things you talk about, I'm like, all right, buddy. Yeah. Well, I was actually getting my certification to be a real estate coach. And um, my mentor has a daily podcast. And he was saying, you need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. And then um, once once I once I uh, decided how I was thinking about doing it, then I, I got introduced to Gary Vee. And I'm hearing Gary Vee say the same thing. If you're in business, you need to have a podcast. And I was like, okay, look, these people are saying it. I look up to people like this. Okay, cool. Let's do it. So I jumped into doing a podcast and I went the more expensive route because I didn't hear the whole Anchor FM thing until afterwards. (laughs) I ended up building, I paid a developer to build my whole website so I can just, you know, upload all my stuff and then send out my RSS feed. I did it the long way. Um, But but again, it's what you don't know until you're in it, and you're like, "Oh, I could have gone that route. That would have been way cheaper." <laughs> you literally can start your podcast for zero dollars. Yeah, I did. I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, how'd you get all these people on the?" I mean, I, I literally, I, I called, I texted my daughter and said, "Here's what I want to do. Find the programs for me to do it." <laughs> you know, it's like she's in her twenties and she's a social media person, so. She, she literally found the program that I, I downloaded from my phone that records phone calls. I used my, my earbuds that I got with my iPhone to record, which I figured out I had to tape to my face so it wouldn't swing around. And, <laughs> uh, and then I would just call people. And now, you know, now I have a, a road podcaster, you know, I, I got a real mic and doing all that. But I started on, on, on the complete cheap for free. I didn't spend any money on it. And you can, yeah. And and as you and and I think you should actually start that way because uh, it, it'd be one thing if you knew exactly what you were going to do. 
Um, but it, let's say, for example, you, you buy all the gear, you get everything squared away, and you realize it's not for you. Well, that was an expensive not for you when you could have tried it for free. But if it is you now and you do well at it and you start to build an audience, now it's like, check it out, guys. We're going to get new equipment. You're going to be in for a, a drastic change in your sound. Yeah. You know, like, and you can build your way up to it. And it's, it's really cool to take your, your audience on that ride. Well, and, and at least in my household, it was easier to tell my wife, hey, I'm doing this thing, but it's not costing us anything. And then a year and a half later, I'm still doing it. I'm still getting more and more people. So when I go out and spend a little bit of money on, on a mic and a, a mixing board and all that, it's, it makes sense. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's not a hobby. I'm justified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. I, and uh, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I heard a saying the other day. It said, uh, happy, happy wife, happy life was traditionally what we heard. But it's really happy spouse, happy house. Right, because it's got to work both ways. She's yeah. got to keep you happy just as much as you got to keep her happy. <laughs> so I, I, I dug that one. She, when I when I told her that one, I go, like, "Baby, happy stuff, happy house." She looked at me like, "Yeah, you keep telling yourself that." Buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> She's pretty close by. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, the, the shutdowns. I, I've been home for three months now, almost. And it's the longest time I've spent at home in ten years. Because I'm always traveling for my work. So how, how do you think the few podcasting technology it will affect travel? Because I know like you, you travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to change once we come out of this? Because like so, you, know, you already uh, talked about going virtual. Yeah, well, uh, we were forced to go virtual. Prior to, yeah. prior to, uh, to COVID, we did all our interviews in person. So literally people would come over and we'd, we'd have, you know, I use this thing called Sling Studio. So uh, we'd turn everybody's cell phones into our video cameras and we had, you know, tripods and we just, you know, record and boom, we're ready to go. Uh, and so technology wise, we were set up already to, you know, we'll do split screen, we'll do uh, banners and, and logos on the screen, all that stuff. We were already doing that and streaming to Facebook. Uh, and once COVID hit, we couldn't have people interview in yeah. person anymore. So we had to shift over and we started off with zoom, but then we switched over to StreamYard, and StreamYard has been amazing. I literally now, uh, every show gets streamed to, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Twitch. And we're waiting for approval because LinkedIn requires this uh, additional approval, but then we can, we can, uh, stream to, to LinkedIn to all at the same time. Uh, and it's video platform, literally at the push of a button, I play my intro. Uh, at the push of a button, we drop little movie lines because we love watching movies. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, my brother and I in our conversations, like if you hear us talk at the end, we'll finish each other's sentences with some sort of weird movie line or some sort of, some sort of plug. So we just kind of started doing the same thing on the show. We just have movie clips and we drop them in wherever we want. And then at the end of the show, we drop the outro I hit in broadcast and the show is completely edited. That's it. It has everything it needs. So I download the MP3, I upload it and, and it's a done deal. There's nothing to it. It dramatically decreased the amount of time that I have to do things in post edit. And, and it, it, it made it so much easier. I don't know if I'm going to go back to live. I think I like the way the remote works. So, you know, it, again, like it was something we were forced into. There's things in business that we had to be forced into, but 
maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's this new normal. You know, it's interesting because I, I totally agree with you. I think if you get to Joe Rogan's, you know, point in life, then you can, you can, people will f- drive and fly to go see you because they're going to want that exposure for whatever they're promoting. And, exactly. and, he's, and he's in a, he's in a, he's in Los Angeles. So he's got people come to LA for other things so they can tag on to that. And, and Lewis House is the same way. Lewis is in West LA, but, um, and you can't complain about going to LA or if, if you're coming from other parts of the country, going to LA or going to San Diego, I mean, coming to the, to the California coast is a dream. Well, the, the, the thing I know that, that Lewis does, um, you know, pe- people will come out to do, um, uh, an opening or do something and then they'll also schedule in, you know, an hour to be on, on his show or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, Again, where did these guys come from? They came from consistency of doing doing their show and getting in front of people and and doing their thing, speaking their truth. And that's it. That's it. You never know who you're going to connect with. Your tribe will develop over time. You hope. You hope. <laughs> you're not you're not all this world by yourself. There are other people like you, believe it or not. <laughs> I, I went to my first podcast conference in February in, in downtown Was LA. It the, the podcast movement? Yeah, yeah. How did that go? I didn't. I didn't know about it till after, um, and I, I planned on going to this one that was supposed to happen here. Was it this month? I think it was, or last month in Austin. But they pushed it. Yeah, but they yeah. pushed it to October. Yeah, and, and it was my first time ever being around podcasters. Like I'd never. This was just something I did, you know, in my house. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, so it was just very interesting to go and be around other people, and and you get just like life. You know, you get people that do that that have podcasts that only talk to themselves and just they ramble on, you know. And then you have interview shows and you have guest shows, and it was it was very interesting. Was, you gave me good ideas. I got several, and it, the thing for me, to be honest with you, is because. You know, for me, I don't have a brother to kick ideas off. I don't have, you know, so I'm literally just doing this thing in the corner of my house. So to go there and go, and then people are like, so also who have you interviewed? And I've told them like, how'd you get all those people? And I'm like, I don't know. I just asked. <laughs> Funny how that works, huh? <laughs> well, 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 like one guy, I, I'm, I'm sitting down, one guy's given, you know, because they have, it was kind of cool how they set it up. And if you want to be a speaker at one of them, you just have to sign up to be a speaker. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I, I applied. Because one guy, I, I sent down because he was like, uh, how to get guests for your for your podcast show. And I'm like, oh, that's what I want. So I go there, and he's had 40 guests on, or 45. And I'm like, well, I'm at 100. <laughs> I think I know a little more than you. Well, okay, yeah, tell I mean, me what you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, hold on. So maybe I, I'm doing better than I thought. You know, Maybe I'm not just some guy sitting in the corner of his house. So it's, it's, it was interesting to, to see that side of it, too, because it's such a, well, a new business. It, it totally is. It totally is. Uh, my backdrop, for example, uh, it's funny when people would show up, and, and literally it's an office in my house, right? You have to yeah. like walk through my master bathroom to get to my podcast studio. Uh, and the wall's not very big. It's just the wall that everybody sees on our show. They see it often. <laughs> yeah. And so when people show up, they're like, oh, this is it, huh? This is what it looks like. <laughs> to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is 
this is the office space. <laughs> but yeah. to them, it, it, it's an image that they see and they portray it differently. You know what I mean? Like how people see you and how people perceive your success in your podcast is different from how you see it. Completely. Have you ever watched Lewis Howes' podcast? I haven't watched. I've only listened. Because I, I was a guest on his show. I won a, 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 I won a, a prize. This was like six months after starting podcasting. He did a thing where he was going to invite five people, five list, guest listeners from around the world to go be a guest on his show. And I signed up, wow. and I, I was the fifth guest. So, I mean, one lady came from Dubai, so he really flew people around. But obviously, I just drove up because he was 20, minutes, 20 miles away from me. But it was so it was so surreal to go into his studio. His studio was a bedroom that he converted to be, and it's just a studio now. And but you know, it, like you said, like you were just talking about, like on TV, you're like, oh, okay. And then when you're there, you're like, oh, okay. That was a, <laughs> those shelves. That, okay, that was the closet. <laughs> you know, literally, he took <laughs> out the doors and put, made made bookshelves out of it. You feel a little deflated, huh? <laughs> it, it gave me hope. Well, yeah. On, on the one hand, you're like, uh, you know, oh, I thought it was, it was, it was crazier than this. On the other hand, you're like, I, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, I could do that. You know, he, he literally had somebody come in and paint the wall, which uh, so it was hand painted and all that, and he added the shelves and you know did this and that. But it was literally, a, not even like the master bedroom. It was a just a regular bedroom, and he's getting. That's fine. I mean, look at the people he's had in, the, in, the, in that chair, including Gary Vee. You know? It's, it's amazing. Like, it, it, it's really uh, humbling to know that, again, you don't need a lot to make it. The thing that stopped us in the past from being able to do anything like this, whether you were in radio, in, you, you were a, an, a, an artist, um, where you want to make movies, whatever it was, was always distribution. Right? There yeah. was, we had to go through specific distribution chains to get our message out. But today, distribution is the least of our worries. So now it comes down to, I think, honestly, is consistency because your skill will elevate. Like I, I do agree that, that there are a lot of people that don't have any skills. It's probably not for them. But there are a lot of people who, if you just continued to do it, you would get better and, and you would get really good and people would enjoy listening to your show. And, and I just honestly believe that consistency and practice will get you there have you ever read a book called outliers yes malcolm gladwell yeah, yeah. i love that book the Ten Thousand hours right yeah i mean that's ten thousand of anything so like, anything you gotta you know that's it's the same way here it's like like i said i literally have not listened to my first episode and it, he's a friend of mine like i want him on again but i i haven't gone back because i don't want to Maybe it'll be good to, to know where I'm coming from, but I'm good. <laughs> I know I was Wait, bad. <laughs> your first episode was with Malcolm Gladwell? No, no. My first episode was with a buddy of mine. Oh, and, I was like, that was pretty damn good. Oh, episode. gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my first episode was uh, Hunter Carey's a two-time world champ steer wrestler. So my, my first guest was a world champion, but I've also known him for a decade because of my day job and all that. Mm -hmm. So in the, my first episode was... Uh, I was going to try and do it through Anchor. I was having problems because I, I, I was giving him the, a, an access code, which I didn't know how to not do that at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we had problem connecting, so it wasn't working. And I'm stressed, you know. 
And then, then, so we set it up for another day, but he was at a rodeo at a different part in Texas and his reception was real bad. So we were recording and it cut out like three times. And I said, well, when are you going to be home? And he said, I'll be home next week. I said, let's do it next week. You know, when you're on a landline and then we recorded it again. But so basically I had to do my first episode three times. <laughs> and how do you sound fresh? And, you know, after doing it, hi, welcome to today. My guest is Hunter Cure. It's like, and today my guest is Hunter Cure. And today my guest is Hunter Cure. It's like, ah. Yeah, but only again, it's it's in our own heads, right? Yeah. Because absolutely. the listener the listener only heard it the one time. They don't know how many takes it took you to do that. They have no they idea. They just know the one that they actually hear. And so it's I, it's one of my most listened to episodes because it's the first one. So it came up first on all on my pages. Yeah. So it's like, yep. oh jeez. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> hey, you know what though? There's a that's the starting benchmark, right? You've only gotten better from there. I guarantee it. And so, <laughs> if anybody if anybody's listening, uh, let let them let them. Uh, if anybody listened to that first one and is still listening today, you know, ask them for that feedback. You know, did I get better? Is is, is has has this improved? Am I doing something that you would like to hear or am I doing something you want me to just like cut out that you don't want me to hear that you don't want to hear anymore? Hernan, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come up with travel wins. I'll have to come up with something. Travel wins. (laughs) I'll get you to do it and that'll be my intro and my outro. There you go. I'll hit the button. It'll be travel wins. It should be something that uh, you can put on a t-shirt and that you can, you can uh, you hear people shout out at the airport because I can imagine you're walking by, they're like, travel wins! <laughs> Just pointing you out and you're walking with your suitcase. My, my wife would be freaked out. <laughs> uh, they they kind of like it, though. I, I, I think, like, my wife my wife digs it. Uh, she, does it she says, you know, if you ever get famous where they're interrupting us during meals, I'll get upset. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if he would. I think he'd be like impressed. Actually, he's like, whoa, somebody listened to you. You know, it's <laughs> I'm impressed with everybody that I get on my show. Literally, literally, I've had a few that that have were people I I knew and grew up with. You know, Kevin Sorbo who played Hercules. Um, oh, you grew up with Kevin Sorbo? No, but I mean, I grew up watching him, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I had him on my show and I'm listening to him on my phone, I'm like, oh my god! In the back of my head, I'm like, that's Kevin Sorbo talking to me right now. <laughs> you know? So bizarre. Huh? I had Steve Stevens, <laughs> who's the guitarist for Billy Idol, and uh, wow. And so and and everyone's like, how did you get Steve Stevens? Like he said, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It's funny. So I'm wondering, what did you learn from that guy that uh, had 40 guests on his show? of how to get guests on your own show. I, I learned that, that I'm better at it than I thought I was. <laughs> so so the, the strategy, if I'm hearing you correctly, is ask. They might say yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, dude, I've asked Lady Gaga, Madonna, uh, Barack. I, you know, I, know, I realize they're not going to say yes, especially if, I don't, if especially if I don't ask. Yeah, but what if they do? And while do that, that's literally right. One of that's, the fir- that's what you need to tell yourself. One of the, what if they do? One of the first guests I ever had, I think it was God. I have to look it up. Number fourteen or fifteen. 
I did a post with Cowboy Troy, which was my second post, who's a, an African-American country singer, which doesn't happen a lot. But I've known him for 10 years, too. We sponsor him and all that. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to be on your show. Take it easy. Don't worry about it here. He actually gave me some tips on how to, how to relax before I talked on a show. Because I told him I was nervous. And Smush Parker, who played for the Lakers, liked my post. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, I DM back to Smush. And I go, is this really Smush Parker, the basketball player? He goes, yeah, it's really me. I go, hey, this sounds might sound weird, but would you ever be consider being a guest on my show? We could talk about we could talk about your upcoming clinics that you have coming up in LA that I saw. He goes, yeah. He goes, give me about a week and then I'll, well, let's hook up. And I'm, nice. like, I'm like, Smush Parker played for the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. I'm like, okay. I'm going to be talking to him on the show. That's crazy. But then, so I, so I go back, my wife's like, yeah, whatever. Smush Parker, never, never heard of him. Literally, you know, yeah, Steve Stevens is cool. Yeah, this. So I, I invited Merrill Davis, who is, um, a gold medal Olympic skate ice skater. And she's, so when she said yes, I go, hey, I, I got an ice skater. She's like, who? I go, Meryl Davis. She goes, no, you didn't. I go, yeah. I go, why? She goes, she won the gold medal. Like, she just won Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. But she still said yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's the takeaway here, right? Yeah. You have to ask. You yeah. have to try. Those are the people. Right, how else are you ever going to connect with people than if you didn't have a show? Without the show, you'd have no reason to contact them. Uh, you one, never know. One hundred percent, bro. One hundred percent. I think about I that mean, all the time. You literally can reach out to anybody. You can have your dream one hundred board. Uh, Russell Brunson, expert secrets, talks about this. Uh, and uh, there's somebody else who talks about it too, but your dream 100 board, like who are the 100 people that you you admire, that you would read their books and go to their seminars and right. learn from? Who are they? Write them down and then work your way into talking to them. And you're going to, dude, we're like six degrees of separation between people, sometimes even less. A couple little connections here and there, and you've reached out to one of those 100 on your board. When we first started doing interviews, at the end of the show, we would ask every guest uh, live while we were on the air, uh, you know, who do you think would be a great guest to have on the podcast? Yeah. And every single person would always uh, tag or invite or whatever, someone above them, someone they looked up to. Yeah. It only takes a few of those before you start with, you know, interviewing the CEO of a particular company or, or a celebrity in this space because you've connected with the ladder all the way up. Like it, it doesn't take very much effort. It just requires you to ask. The, 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 the takeaways I got out of that, because I'm a complete 100% interview show, is I don't take it personal if they say yes or no. Um, I, I always try to add in, I don't just do a boilerplate, please be on my show. Here's what I, here's what, you know, here's how popular I am. I always try to make it find out something that they would want to promote or a reason mm -hmm. why they'd want to talk. So, if, you know, you, you got to do, if you're going to try and get some of those people, you know, I'm trying to get this uh, guest right now she, and she was a runner up on American Idol, but I, I don't want to talk about her experience on American Idol because she's talked about that enough, but I know she's a type one diabetic. So I want to talk about how she travels and tours while being a diabetic and what are the, what are the concerns she has? So I always try and find 
why why would they want to be on my show and what can i do Mm. for them that's a huge takeaway because it's you know and i always tell people the same thing i go you you our number one rule at with business bros is to be of service to others and it means coming from value point like just like you're describing right there everybody is uh has a life outside of that one profession that they do so singers Yes, they love to sing. Yes, they love to be on stage, but they have a life outside of that. And that's those, and that's like, you know, if you're looking at a pie chart, you know, 5% of their life is where they focus their attention on, which is their career. But there's that other 95% of their life, their family, their friends, their health, their religions, whatever it is, you can connect on that level. Yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful way to connect with people. That's, I, I, I think that's why, though. You know, and just because, like, you know, the other thing I would tell people, if you're trying to get a guest, like I, I reached out to a guy named Max Martini. He's an actor. He was in Saving Private Ryan, 13 Hours, um, God, a whole bunch of stuff. And I just watched, he, he made a movie called Sergeant Will Gardner, and it was on Netflix. And they filmed part of it in Redondo Beach. Like, I know the street they were on. You know, it's, it's literally three blocks away from me. So after watching the movie, and it was about a, a veteran coming back and, and struggling, and... So I, I just reached out to him on on, on um, Instagram. Said, "Hey, I just watched your movie, Sergeant Will Gardner. I wanted to say thanks. It was great seeing uh, the, the 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 good acting, and it was nice seeing you know Redondo Beach in it. That's it. I didn't ask him for a, you know. I didn't say, hey, be a guest on my show, blah blah blah. And he replied, hey, thank you so much for watching. You know, really appreciate you know all my fans. If you get, if you get a chance, uh, feel free to promote it to your friends and all that, because it was his movie. He didn't just act mm-hmm. in it. It was his movie." And I said, hey, if you'd like it, I'd love to have you on as a guest on my podcast. And he goes, I'll be a guest on your podcast if I can talk about my movie. And I go, that's why I'd want you on my show in the first place. <laughs> and he goes, great. And so we set it up because he, he had a need. He didn't have a need to, to necessarily promote my podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So but he, he wanted to reach more of an audience. Right. So find, find out something that they want out of it. You know, and Gary says that quite a bit, right? Like, why would Gary B be a guest on my show? What is he going to get from me? Nothing. 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 Yeah. I mean, so I I have to create some kind of value for him. So yeah. no, I wrote I, I wrote a parody for uh for Gary B. You can find it on YouTube. It's a it's a Eminem, the real Slim Shady. <laughs> I rewrote <laughs> it for the real Gary B. Uh, and I still haven't gotten his attention with it, or maybe he's seen it. I have no idea. But it's it, it's something that I like to do for fun every once in a while. I'll write a parody, do a funny looking music video, but it's just fun, right? And and uh, he didn't ask for it. He didn't like promote it or anything. But it, it was my way of saying, you know, thank you, because people like you who are saying do this, yeah. it will change your life. And then I did it, and it did change my life. You know, like, and it's just my way of saying and saying thank you, and, and, and that's my my tribute to to Gary, and, and uh, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's definitely a fun gig. So yeah, you should check that out. I definitely will. <laughs> I met him. <laughs> I met him before I started my my podcast. I, I met him in February of 2018. I started my podcast in May of 2018. So I, I so after meeting him, was that even more of an inspiration for you to start it? Um. You want the truth? Yeah. So, so he did a giveaway. Remember his book, Crushing It. Yes. So he did. It. He made he made um, 
Case West, um, he used uh, the dirt, plus dirt. No, the one before the black and yellow, the crushing it sh- shoe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. So he gave out a hundred in LA, a hundred in Toronto. Well, he didn't give them out. He had to buy them, but he had a hundred for LA, a hundred for Toronto, a hundred for New York, and a hundred for London. I think that's how it went. And so he was going to be at the Shoe Palace, which just got burned down uh, two nights ago on Melrose. Wow. I'm I'm watching the, the I'm like oh my god that's where I met Gary Vee. and uh, anyways, so uh, you had to go there in the morning and and get a raffle ticket. And then if you if your raffle ticket was one of the hundred, you were going to get the opportunity to go in and buy the shoes. And if you wanted to, if you buy the shoes, then you can go in and do a, a quick meet and greet with Gary. And I'm like, sweet. And, and people were reselling the shoes, you know. And so LA was the first, and I got I, I was one of the hundred, so I got the shoes, and you know I paid retail for them, hundred bucks or whatever, hundred ten. And then uh, went and talked to Gary real quick. And it was an all-day process, dude. It was like, get there early to make sure you got the raffle ticket. And you, got, you know, It was sit around and wait. And it was the last time I, I, I told myself, it's the last time I'll ever do that. Because it was a waste, <laughs> waste of my life. I, I got the shoes. I got to meet them. I got a picture with them. But I, it, was, it was probably a six to seven hour day. By the time you wake <laughs> up, you drive. You know, I had to drive to downtown LA in the, or West LA in the morning wait in line for a raffle ticket then wait in line and, and of course it was delayed and then gary was late getting there and blah 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 blah. it was just hours and i'm like i will never effing do this i want to be so busy that i don't have to do this again I want- <laughs> that's exactly how i think i want to be so busy i don't have to do this right I know. my meet and greet is because he's going to want to hang out at some point or i'm bringing something to value and i'm i have a direct appointment or something like yeah. that yeah Exactly. That that's and that's I left literally going saying I'll never do this again. It's like it was great. I'm glad I did it. I got the shoes. I wear them. I didn't resell them, but um, I was just like, I just wasted you know six seven hours for a pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> it's like, and and to think some people spend a lot of time at the malls and going shopping store to store. <laughs> But I don't do that either. But you know, so my my wife, we can't have two of those in our household. Yeah, that doesn't work out that way. But, but yes, dude, it was literally like, and like I said, I didn't have the podcast at the time, and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, and I did some photography, and and um, that was in February when I met him, and I was like, I can't, I can't do that again. I want to be so busy that I don't have time to do that. And and if you listen to Gary's content, he says, I want you to be so busy doing your side hustle that you don't have to listen to my side hustle. Yeah, he says that all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, and that's, I'm that's, there. <laughs> well, it's one thing to consume his content, and another thing to put it into action. Well, do as I do, not as I say. Had, you know, it's a balance between consuming and then creating. Mm-hmm. You know, I've consumed a lot, and, and I still consume a lot, but now it's more specific. I'm learning how to interview, or I'm learning how to do SEO on my website, or I'm learning how to record better, or. Uh, edit the audio better so i'm learning specifics about the things my 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 hobby as it were you're improving your skills yeah versus just listening to somebody tell me that i could do something great i'm trying to get to that great point i still yeah. listen to them once well, in a while but not as much the top of the mountain looks cool you still got to take the steps together yeah 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 so what's the best way for for my listeners to find out what you got going on Absolutely. You can find me on social media at Business Bros Pod on any of the platforms. 
companies out there at Business Bros Pod, or you can uh, become part of the Business Bros Network at businessbros.biz. And you have your website, right? Yep, www.businessbros.biz. So where, where did CS First come from? So CS First is uh, is where I actually host the um, the um, podcast episodes. Okay. But uh, I don't really use it as much uh, lately. It's mostly just the spot where, where that stuff gets housed. And uh, we, uh, so we started off with CS First. And then when we uh, started the podcast, literally as I was filling out the uh, iTunes application we would come across boxes like hey it says yeah. we need an album cover and i was like james come here let's take a picture <laughs> exactly a picture real quick <laughs> okay cool there it is we need a show name he's like i don't know i was like uh well he, he goes for brothers and we're business called the business bros okay cool and so we you know it's, again we, you don't know what you don't know we yeah. could have we could have yeah. gone with the first podcast whatever um but so we came business bros and we needed to continue with the branding of the business bros so if we're still working, you can still contact all their stuff there, but businessbros.biz is where you, you go to uh, to be part of the, the Business Bros Network. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I appreciate the time and and reaching out to me. You know, well, Thank you for having me on your show. I had I had a lot of fun here. Dude, it's so funny. that, that when, you, when you replied back, I'm not a minor, but I'd like to be on your show. <laughs> Do you even remember that? Cause, yeah. So I, I, I go through, I, I wanted to get some models on my show, you know? And uh -huh. so I started going to Instagram and found this girl and she has 800,000 followers. And I'm like, holy shit. And so I, I sent a message to her just like I did a couple other people. And, um, and she's a, like a bikini model, she, you know? So whatever that means to you, that's, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> and she says, yeah, I'd love to, I, I'd be on your show. That'd be great. You know, let me set it up. She's in Australia. And I'm like, all right. And then I started doing more research on her. She's 17. Oh. Like like just turned 17, like in April. I think she yeah. was 16 when I first reached out to her without me knowing it. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to be careful. You know, 800,000. I'd still like to talk to her, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, I have seniors in high school. And uh, and this year it was funny because I, I had been telling them, like, oh, you guys need to be on TikTok. Like, I have a TikTok. I'm not very good at it, but we yeah. put content out there all the time. You need to do it to your generation. You can totally do it. I had some kids are like, no, that's for little kids or whatever. Towards the end of this year, I've had a couple of them that went from no TikTok to like 10,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because some of them have such creative skills uh, that they, that, that, you know, one episode here, one episode, or I mean, one post here, one post there, and, and that's it. Like they, they've got a following. But it's like anything else, man. Some of these girls, when they're when they're good-looking girls, they get followers super fast. Um, and you just got to be careful with who they are because you're right. It could be 16, 17 years old. And, you know, it, not that anything will happen, but the image of something that could happen could scar you. Well, for me. The court of public yeah, opinion. For me, yeah. And, and all my shows are remote. And I haven't done an in-person um I was going to do a Zoom because it, she's in Australia. But um, it was just one of those things where you go, God, is it not worth it? You know, yeah, the exposure would be great. And I'd still like, but <coughs> do I have to get a, a, a lawyer in Australia to, <laughs> to approve the, the minor release form? 
You know what I mean? It's a little crazy. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. You just, you just don't know. You just don't know. You want the eight hundred thousand? Sorry, eyeballs, but not, the, not, not for that. <laughs> yeah, but not the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, for, for something I'm doing for free. I don't, I don't need that. Exactly. Give me the hundred million Joe Joe Rogan money, maybe. <laughs> then we'll talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that that's why I thought it was funny that you said that because I'm like, how do I? That's why I was at. That's why I put it out there on that forum. It's like, is it worth it? So is it worth it? Yeah, nah, it's probably not worth it. Probably, <laughs> I'll, I'll find somebody that's over eighteen. Yeah, and they'll probably have the same eight hundred thousand too. I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of follow. But you know, the thing the thing I would want to ask her, Hernan, is like, how do you? I mean, that's a lot of responsibility. You know, and, mm-hmm. and they can go as quick as it came. You say one thing wrong, wrong, or you know get misconstrued the wrong way and all of a sudden your your followers are gone so i, I also want to know like what what do you do to get that following like what skill what talent what what did you do to 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 build that and how are you how are you using it to your favor because i i mean you can easily buy stuff nowadays you can buy those followers and and get yourself in a position where it looks really cool but but is it to your benefit does it actually help I don't know. I don't know. I, I can tell you, my, my, I know for a fact my next door, my old next door neighbor was a, a 19 year old kid when he moved in uh, with his boyfriend and they did makeup tutorials on him and he was making six figures for real, like n- no job. And so makeup companies every day would send boxes and I mean dozens of boxes every day he'd get because they'd want him to use the makeup in his videos. Mm-hmm. And Brian, his boyfriend, would would record and, and edit the the videos. They would take all day. I mean, like it's a one minute Instagram video, and it was eight to ten hours between you know doing the actual shoot, seeing how it turned out, and doing the music. And you know how it is. Yeah, no job, but a lot of work. Yeah, and <laughs> but it was like I mean, so here's a nineteen year old kid making a hundred grand plus a year, putting makeup on, and he only From had three hundred thousand followers, three hundred fifty. So yeah, oh, we'll get there, Pete. We'll get there. <laughs> I'm not doing the makeup route. You let, <laughs> you, you let me know how that goes out, Hernan. <laughs> let me know what your wife thinks of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's any kind of makeup that can make this face look better. <laughs> I hear you. Bro. I hear you. At this point, it's like man, exactly. All right, but well, hey, I appreciate the time, man. Yeah, uh, me too, man. It was great. It was a great time. Next, next time I come down to San Diego, I'll, I'll hit you up. Definitely. All right. Okay, bro. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.